The night of July 10, 1989, I hosted a buffet dinner at my Manhattan apartment for my fellow assistant attorneys general from 14 states. Everyone assembled on West 66th Street for my mostly green banquet of chili, broccoli soup, salad, tabbouleh, and pasta with pesto. Although the get-together at my place was intended to be social, allowing me to show off my wife and kids and our views of Central Park and the Chagall windows of the Metropolitan Opera House to colleagues from cities like Baton Rouge and Austin, the dinner conversation was dominated by a discussion of the credit card giants Visa, and MasterCard, whose combined market share was more than 95%. These companies had announced the merger of their separate debit card networks, forming a new joint network called Entree. The general opinion was that this debit card merger was designed to dominate that fledgling but inevitably huge business and destroy competing debit card networks like NYCE, MAC, STAR, and Shazam. The 14 states had responded to the announcement of the merger with a letter stating their intent to sue Visa and MasterCard. As head of the task force that coordinated antitrust enforcement for all 50 states, I was lead counsel of the team. The investigation that had led up to that day had taken 16 months, and we were now ready to act. The lawsuit we would soon file against Visa and MasterCard was not merely the culmination of that 16-month probe, It was the tangible result of nearly a decade of work. That night, we talked about the progress that the states had made in our efforts to fill the void created by the Reagan administration's virtual abdication of antitrust enforcement. Many of my dinner guests had participated in every step of this effort. A full-day meeting with Visa had occurred that day, and a similar meeting with MasterCard was scheduled for the next day. Meetings like those we were holding with the bank card associations are usually offered to target companies prior to civil suit or indictment. They rarely change anything, but are used by both sides as an opportunity to learn something from the other side prior to formal hostilities. These particular meetings, however, wound up changing the entire course of dealings between me and the targets, and especially with MasterCard. The meeting earlier that day with Visa had been polite, if inconsequential. Most of it had been consumed by Visa's substantially and sadly accurate explanation of how the symbiotic relationship between Visa and MasterCard and the lack of real competition between them was the product of antitrust enforcement decisions made by our counterparts in the Federal Antitrust Division. By 1989, the antitrust laws had been sapped of much of their vitality, after eight years in which Reagan administration antitrust officials had systematically dismantled the enforcement agencies and waged a campaign in Congress and the courts to trivialize the law, State Attorney General AG Enforcement, which I coordinated, was the last and only line of defense. Visa predicted that if the state AGs were to try to break up the Entree joint venture, we would fail, as the many previous antitrust suits against Visa and MasterCard had. At 11 p.m. that night, after my dinner with the other assistant AGs, and hours before a scheduled meeting with MasterCard, Tim Cohn, a young colleague, called to tell me about a conversation he had overheard at former baseball star Rusty Staub's new restaurant on Fifth Avenue. Tim, his fiancée Diana, and his father Terry Cohn, a senior partner at the Cleary Gottlieb Law Firm, heard three men discussing the meeting they were going to have with me the next day. 
The men said that an investigator would be hired to uncover something about me that I wouldn't want revealed, and that they would threaten to expose me unless I backed off MasterCard. From Tim's description, I was reasonably sure that one of the three men was Bob Norton, MasterCard's general counsel, and that another was Stanley Robinson, a senior antitrust partner at the K. Scholar law firm. I told Tim that I didn't take the conversation seriously and considered it macho dinner bluster, perhaps fueled by alcohol. Tim put Terry Cohn on the phone, who related the same story, and told me that the discussion about the investigator had come in the middle of a sober, serious, and straight-faced discussion of legal issues and tactics that would be used to defend MasterCard. He said he had practiced law for many years, knew what he had heard, and was positive that the men were serious about their plan to investigate and then threaten me.